This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Justine Lee, and I'm an emergency critical care specialist and toxicologist. Thanks for joining us today. Today, we're going to be talking about how to build your own pet first aid kit. So if you have a dog or a cat, make sure to tune in right after these messages. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite for life. Pick up two tubes of Dogosuds. Get the third tube free. Peppermint, tea tree, lavender, Dogosud shampoo. Made with all-natural coconut, jojoba, aloe. Great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats. But no itchy, harsh chemicals. Lather up, rinse away. Try Dogosuds. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. Today, we're going to be talking about the importance of building your own pet first aid kit. Now, if you weren't aware, April is actually National Pet First Aid Awareness Month. And if you have kids at home, you probably already have a human first aid kit. Well, when it comes to your two-legged members, I want you to also create a first aid kit. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. In fact, you can actually buy a human first aid kit. These are usually sufficient, but keep in mind there's a few extra ingredients that I want you to add. This is really important because if there's a tornado or hurricane or disaster in your area, this is something that you want to have on hand that you can grab and go. So I like to have a backpack with a human first aid kit in it, and I add five extra products. The first thing is, if you have a dog, please make sure to keep back up things for your dog. In other words, a can of dog food. And most people don't think, oh, I'm gonna remember to put in a can opener. You need a can opener, or you need to buy cans that pop open. I also want you to have an extra collar and leash, name tags, and I want you to have an updated medical record plus a picture of your dog or your pet that's photocopied, put in a Ziploc bag, and available. If you have a business card from your veterinarian or your emergency veterinarian, I would also include it in there. And make sure to include a rabies certificate or even a microchip number in case people find your pet and need to get in touch with you. Now, same exact thing for cats. You're not going to have a leash for a cat, but if you need to evacuate quickly with your cat, I want you to put an extra pillowcase or a cardboard box that you can break down and keep in this backpack. And again, nobody prepares for a disaster. Nobody prepares for an emergency, but this is really important in case you have to sprint out of your house right away. One specific thing I want you to have if you have a dog is a fresh unexpired, unopened bottle of 3% hydrogen peroxide. This is the same exact first aid grade peroxide that you're going to buy at a local pharmacy or grocery store. 
This isn't actually used for cleaning wounds, although you can use it for that too. But I actually use this in case your dog got into something poisonous. Now keep in mind, if your cat ate something poisonous, there is nothing safe at home that you can give to a cat to induce vomiting. Please do not give your cat hydrogen peroxide. I've seen several cats die from getting hydrogen peroxide. I've seen cats develop severe bloody vomiting and severe stomach ulcers from it. So again, a bottle of hydrogen peroxide is important in your first aid kit, but again, only if you have a dog. If your dog got into something poisonous and I have to help you induce vomiting, we want to be able to have a safe product like hydrogen peroxide. Now, I've talked about this before on previous episodes of ER Vet, but please never induce vomiting without consulting your veterinarian, your emergency veterinarian, or the ASPCA Animal Poison Control Center first, because sometimes it's wrong to induce vomiting in your dog. It can actually make your pet worse. So you always want to check with a veterinary professional first. The second additional product that I want you to have in a first aid kit is a bottle of liquid dish soap, something like Dawn or Joy. can just be a small bottle, but this is important. You're probably thinking, this is really weird. During an emergency, I'm not going to wash dishes. I want you to have a bottle of Dawn in your pet first aid kit because it's really important to safely remove any dangerous chemicals off your pet's fur or feathers. Now, you never need to bathe a cat or a dog or even a bird without consulting with a vet emergency vet or the ASPCA first, but it's a really important product to have in your first aid kit. Why? If you accidentally put small dog flea and tick product on your big cat, depending on what the active ingredient is, it can actually be really dangerous to your cat. Certain types of flea and tick medication, the ones that we use topically on the back of your dog, contain pyrethrins or pyrethroids. These are really, really safe to dogs. In fact, they're chemical derivatives from the chrysanthemum or mumflower. These are really high concentrations. So usually they're 40 to 60% concentrations. Unfortunately, cats have an altered metabolism in their liver, so they cannot handle this chemical at all. If you accidentally put dog flea and tick medication on your cat, it can kill your cat. It results in severe tremors and really bad seizures. So you want to bathe that product off with a liquid dish soap. It's safe and benign to use something like Dawn. Now, remember, you're only going to use a liquid dish soap that you use for washing dishes in the sink. You do not want to use a dish soap used for washing dishes in the dishwasher. That's corrosive. So again, only something that you would use to wash dishes in a sink. And again, Dawn's my favorite product. And I actually use Dawn on wildlife or birds that got motor oil on their feathers. So a very, very safe product. The third thing I want you to have, I want you to add a brand new can of chicken broth or canned tuna in water, not oil, into your first aid kit. You're probably thinking, this is weird. Why am I feeding my dog some chicken broth? Well, this is really important because sometimes your dog or cat will chew into something that results in severe foaming or drooling of the mouth. By simply diluting the taste or chemical out of your pet's mouth with something tasty, like the tuna water, it can help flush the product out of the mouth and esophagus. This is especially important if your cat or dog got into something corrosive. With corrosive products, we do not ever induce vomiting. And that's because if it's corrosive going down the esophagus into the stomach, it's corrosive coming back up when we induce vomiting. So again, it's better to flush out that corrosive product with something tasty. Again, when in doubt, always contact your vet 
emergency vet or the ASPCA before you give your dog or cat anything. The fourth product I want you to have is a gallon size bag of kitty litter. This is important because we never know when you have to evacuate quickly, but keeping a bag of kitty litter in your first aid kit or your cat carrier is really helpful in case you're on the run. The last thing is a couple of cans of dog or cat food and a couple of bottles of water. I'm a volunteer for disaster preparedness. So if there's an emergency like Katrina, as a veterinarian, I fly down to volunteer and help out the animals. I always think in addition to your first aid kit, you need this pet bag ready to go. Again, having pop-off lid canned food is important. You can use dry kibble, but it will go rancid after a while. But again, you always want to make sure to have some of these products in your first aid kit. We'll continue with this really important topic right after these messages from our sponsors. Hi, Dr. Justine Lee. You know what I love? I love my cat Lola because she is so tolerant of my human kid, who's a toddler, whenever he tries to pick her up. But you know what I don't love? Cleaning up after Lola's litter box, which is why Arm & Hammer created new cloud control litter. There's no clouds of nasties when I scoop. It's 100% dust-free, free of heavy perfumes, and helps reduce airborne dander from scooping. So what happens in the litter box stays in the litter box. New Cloud Control Cat Litter by Arm & Hammer. More power to you. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. Today, we've been talking about how to build your own first aid kit for your pet. Again, you can use a human first aid kit. Most of them are pretty sufficient, but there are a few additional things that you want to add in. I talked previously about if you have a dog, I want you to have an extra collar, leash, a copy of the rabies certificate and microchip number, your contact information, your veterinarian and emergency veterinarian's contact information. I would also recommend having a way of being able to restrain a cat. So using a pillowcase or a cardboard cat carrier in case of emergency. We talked about having a fresh, unopened, unexpired bottle of 3% hydrogen peroxide in case we need to help you induce vomiting in your dog. Again, huge no-no. We never use this in cats. Making sure you have a liquid dish soap in case you have to bathe a poisonous product off your dog or cat. Having a couple of cans of tuna in water or chicken broth to flush corrosive or poisonous chemicals out of your pet's mouth. Making sure you have a gallon bag of kitty litter and a couple of cans of dog or cat food and water in case of emergency. What are some other products I want you to add in there? Well, most human first aid kits don't contain a few other products. So they may not have bandages that are appropriate for dogs or cats. Make sure to have gauze, non-adhesive vet wrap, or even clean rags or a sock to help control bleeding. This is really important in case your pet develops a wound that needs to be covered until you can seek veterinary care. The second thing that's important to purchase is a bandage scissors. This is helpful in case you need to cut off the bandaging. The third thing I'll add on there is sterile saline eye wash. If your dog or cat got something in the eye or they were trapped in a burning building, they can develop severe ulcers on their eyes. So just being able to flush out their eyes may be helpful. 
If your pet's on any regular medication, please make sure to have a couple of doses that are saved in your pet first aid kit just in case. And the last thing I like to add in is a thermometer. Now, most of the time, dogs and cats have a higher body temperature than a human. Most dogs and cats have a normal temperature of 99.5 degrees up to 102.5 degrees Fahrenheit. If it's a really hot day or you live in the South in really warm locations, I would say a normal temperature can even go up to 103.0. But if you have a thermometer, it can help determine whether or not your pet has a fever. Now, most of the time, I'm not a huge advocate of having a thermometer in the house because the most accurate way of getting a temperature is by doing it rectally. So if you have some type of petroleum like Vaseline or water-based lubricant, you can apply it to the tip of a thermometer and I like to use digital, not mercury thermometers, and you can insert it rectally to accurately check your pet's core body temperature. If you notice your cat has a temperature above 103.5, get to a vet. If you're worried that your dog feels warm to the touch, you might want to check their temperature. So when in doubt, you want to have a thermometer in there. The last thing I would add is make sure to have appropriate restraints. Now I know it sounds weird, but If your dog just got bitten by another dog or was hit by a car, they're going to be really fearful and painful. So I like to have some kind of light blanket and muzzle, if necessary, to muzzle a pet because it's really painful if they have a fracture. They may accidentally bite you. Again, having something like a pillowcase or a mesh bag with handles can be a great way for transporting an injured cat. So very easy for you to be able to create a safe, useful pet first aid kit. And again, nobody takes the time to do this, but please commit to doing it this year. And that way you can help keep your pet safe. Well, that brings us to the end of today's show. Find me at drjustinelee.com, on Facebook at Dr. Justine Lee, or email me your pet questions at drjustine at petliferadio.com. With that, we're out of time, and we want to thank Mark Winter, our producer, for making this show ER Vet possible. See you at the next episode. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.